Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, hallelujah. Come on. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. Thank you for those accolades. I am blessed to be here this morning, but I want you to stand to your feet and give glory to the one who glory is due, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Hallelujah, come on, you can do better than that. Come on, lift up your hands unto the King of kings and the Lord of lords who is great and greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. We're not done. Keep going. Keep going. We didn't come here to see my cute outfit. We came to see the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the King of glory. God, we thank you. God, we bless you. God, we worship you. God, we glorify your name because you are good and you are greatly to be praised. Come on, keep going. If you ever heard me preach before, it's not about me, but it's about the ancient of days. It's about Jesus Christ. God, we give you all the glory. God, we give you all the glory and the honor, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Glorify your name in this place, God. We thank you, Jesus. God, we praise you and we honor you, Lord God. We thank you for the word that is going to go forth this morning. God, we thank you that you're already here. We sang the song, we need your presence right now. And we serve an ever-present help in the time of trouble. Our King, our Savior, our God, our Father, Yahweh, the self-existing God. And we ascribe all glory and honor and dominion and power to our God who is worthy to be praised. We bless your holy name, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, and amen. God bless you, you may be seated. Praise the Lord. Well, I'm excited to be here this morning. I wanna say thank you to Bishop and Lady Carmen for having me, and thank you for my brother and sister for being here and supporting me, and for all those who have texted me and have been praying for me. I am grateful and I love y'all. God bless you. Thank you, Lord. So the title of my message this morning is Jesus, Our Compassionate Savior. Jesus, Our Compassionate Savior. So I have experiences from time to time which is called divine disruptions. Well, I will plan out my day. Does anybody else do that? And I just put everything in my schedule and I just say, Lord, here is everything that I'm gonna do for the entire week. And go figure, while I'm praying and I'm seeking the Lord, he has an entirely different plan. Does that ever happen to you? And as I'm feeling empowered by the Holy Spirit, he'll say, share me with someone today. And I'm like, yes, Lord, I'm going to go forth and I'm going to preach the gospel and I'm going to share your word. And then when I come down from that place, I'm like, how are we going to do this, Holy Spirit? Then my flesh starts to speak to me. Does that, does that happen to anybody? When you're in the spirit and you're praying and you're seeking the Lord and then all of a sudden you come to yourself and you're like, mm, did God really say this to me? Did I really hear the Holy Spirit say that? Am I the only one? And that happens to me often. That the Holy Spirit will say, Lorene, as you're swimming today, I want you to go and minister to this person. I'm like, Jesus, how am I going to be under the water ministering to folks? The Lord's like, don't worry what you're going to say. I'm going to put the words in your mouth. Have you ever sensed that you're walking down the street or you're in the MBTA 
and that someone needs prayer, but you decide you're just going to keep listening to your music and you just silence the voice of the Lord? Has anybody ever done that? I know I've done that. Have you ever been driving down the street and the Lord says, stop your car? Don't go too fast to go through the yellow light and the red light, but I want you to minister to this homeless person. But you put the volume down to the voice of the Holy Spirit and you keep on driving. Has anybody else done that? Now, this is not a word to condemn you. This is a time for us to be real. Amen? Because Jesus, our compassionate Savior this morning, is going to fill us up so that we can feel empowered to go out and to share him with the dying and broken world. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. And the reason why we turn down the voice of the Lord is because sometimes extending compassion becomes inconvenient to the flesh because it's going outside of our comfort zone and it's requiring us to deny ourselves to no longer look, see ourselves but the needs of other people. We are less inclined to share our faith because we wonder how is this going to work with my schedule? And I can hear all the type A people cringing like, I can't do spontaneity, Jesus. Like I just need this, that, and that, and that. And some of us may be thinking, how am I gonna sound? What am I going to look like? How is this inconvenience gonna be beneficial to me when I share my faith? Inconvenience messes up our plans, but divine disruptions gets us in alignment with God's plans. And do you know what a divine disruption is? It's when you allow God to ordain your days to put you out of your way to help and bless someone else. And that is the very nature of being compassionate. So the question today that the Lord has placed on my heart to share with each and every one of you is can God find you when he needs you to share his heart with others? Can God find you when he needs you to share his heart with others. There is a need of you on this earth. Tell your neighbor, there is a need of you on this earth. Because you represent God's heart, his love, his compassion here on earth. And you were created to glorify God and to extend his love to a broken world. Jesus, our compassionate savior, modeled this so beautifully for us. And we're gonna read a couple of scriptures this morning. Is everybody excited to get into the word? Amen. And my prayers is that God will give us the grace to do the same. So point one, compassion is having the heart of God. Tell your neighbor, compassion is having the heart of God. Matthew chapter nine, verse 35 to 36. The Bible says in Jesus, went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and affliction. Do y'all believe that God is still a God that heals and delivers this morning? Amen. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed, troubled, distressed, helpless, cast away, needing guidance and needing saving like sheep without a shepherd. And now the shepherd has come among them to heal them of their affliction. The definition of compassion is to be moved in the inward parts. A person, person's inward parts represents the seat of warmth, 
tender emotions and feelings. Jesus' heart was moved to have pity on, to be moved, to have regard for others, to feel sympathy, to being merciful to others. And it symbolizes the higher viscera, the heart, the lungs, and the liver, signifying compassion comes out of the depths of one's character. My definition of compassion is to feel compelled to do something and you feel the pulling of the heart of God tugging your heart to do something for other people, extending mercy to others because God has extended mercy to you. It is loving our brothers and sisters with an unjudgmental heart because Jesus has loved us with an unconditional love. And we extend compassion because Jesus has healed us from our mess, forgave our sins, cleaned us up, gave us a new identity, not for us to keep quiet and have a privatized religion, but us to shout out to the mountaintops that we have been saved, healed, and delivered, and our God can do the same for those who are outside. Amen? And what we have gone through, that is your redemption story, to go and redeem other people. The Bible says in Psalms 107, let the redeemed of the Lord, one more time, let the redeemed of the Lord. So why are we so silent? Help us, Lord. They overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the what? So if you don't testify, how are they gonna overcome? It's through the compassion of Jesus that leads us to speak to other people, amen? We're gonna go through Matthew chapter nine and see how Jesus individually blessed other people through his compassion. Point number two, compassion is looking beside yourself and seeing other people. Tell your neighbor, compassion is looking beside yourself and seeing other people. Matthew chapter nine, verse one, and getting into the boat, he crossed over and came to his own city. This is Jesus. And behold, some people brought to him a paralytic lying on the bed. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, take heart, my son, your sins are forgiven. And behold, some of the scribes said to themselves, this man is blaspheming. But Jesus, knowing their hearts said, why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven? Or to say, rise up and walk? but that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, rise, pick up your bed, and go home. He rose and went home, and when the crowd saw it, they were afraid. They glorified God, who had given such authority to men. Previously, context is important. In Matthew chapter 8, verse 28, to 34, Jesus just healed two men that were demonized. And then he commanded the demons to go into the pigs. And then the pigs came off the cliff and then they drowned in the water. And in verse 33, the Bible says the herdsmen fled and going into the city, they told everything, especially what had happened to the demonized men. And behold, all the city came out to meet Jesus. And were they grateful? When they saw him, they begged him to leave their region. And the people probably got upset because the pigs was their livestock and that was their money. And the Bible says that Jesus even said that a prophet is not honored in his hometown, but yet he went back home to perform miracles 
again, even though he knew he might be rejected because he had a compassionate heart. In the midst of the state of humiliation, he was content to be despised by people because Jesus was living in purpose. Jesus could have took the mindset and said, I ain't healing anybody anymore because the last time I did this, I was rejected. So take your little paralytic friend and go find somebody else. But Jesus set aside his emotions because he was living in purpose. And some of us have the mentality when I say some of us, I say us a lot because I'm not up here preaching to you and saying, oh, you this, you that. No, 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 no. This word had to sanctify me first. And God is still performing a work in me, amen? Some of us have the mentality of allowing our past experiences to influence our ability to be obedient the next time. Like, God, you told me to do this, and I was compassionate, but they rejected me. You told me to be generous, but I didn't even get a thank you. I got hurt. I was disappointed, they walked away from me, and it didn't go my way. I'm good, I'm done Jesus, signing off, try Jesus, don't try me, amen? Legit, that is our personality sometimes, and it's real, because it hurts when people reject you. And that's happened to me all my life, being rejected by people. But I serve the Savior that is able to heal us from our trauma. And I declare and decree today that God is gonna heal you from your trauma. That you're not gonna be influenced by your past experiences to be nice, but you're gonna be nice because you serve a kind savior. And you're extending mercy because every day when you can think about the things that you think about every day, and when you think about the words that come out of your mouth, God extended mercy to you. So you wanna share that mercy to other people. Thank you, Jesus. And today we declare and decree that the enemy is not going to rob our ability to extend compassion in Jesus' name. So back to the text. Jesus saw their faith and his heart was moved. And they were pulling on him and he couldn't help himself. Because when faith rises, the presence of God is going to do something. Amen? And I'm believing today that as our faith comes together, when two or three are gathered in his name, he shall be in the midst of them, that we're gonna see healings and deliverance today. Amen? In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. So raise your expectation because God is about to do something. Thank you, Lord. And as I was um, meditating on this message, the Lord told me, as we saw that Jesus went back home, he was saying a lot of you are gonna visit your family and it's not gonna be vacation as usual. It's gonna be different if your expectation is risen. Because Jesus didn't go back to his hometown and say, let me hit up Popeyes or Bojangles or Fisherman's Corner, probably what they called it back then, right? No, he saw a need for the people. His confidence was when he walks into his hometown, darkness has to flee. When he walks in, demons have to flee, people have to be healed and people have to be delivered. And the Lord told me when you go home, Raise up your expectation, begin to fast and pray, because the family members that you have been praying for, they're going to receive salvation in Jesus' name. So don't be afraid. And for those who live in Boston, this word is also for you. God is getting ready to position you in different places. He's getting ready to use you for your families, for your coworkers, for your friends. Amen? Some of y'all looking at me like, Jesus, don't use me. I don't want to speak, I'm tired, no, 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 don't, no. Listen, 
We are saved to preach the gospel. Tell yourself, I am a minister of the gospel. You don't have to be ordained or go to seminary. You have the power of the Holy Spirit. You have a testimony and you have an experience. Amen? The next point, be clothed with compassion and do not be cold without compassion. Be clothed with compassion and not cold without compassion. The Bible says in Colossians chapter 3, verse 12 to 15, put on then as God's chosen ones. Do you know that you're chosen? Holy, beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, bearing with one another. And if anyone has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So you must forgive or be unoffendable in your patience with others. That is a whole word within itself, to become unoffendable in your patience with others. And above all these things, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Every day, we have to determine within ourselves that we're going to be clothed with God's compassion. That means we're going to put on mercy, God's heart, towards people even though they're mean to us, we're gonna be tender, we're gonna have regard for people even though they don't like us. That means deciding every single day that if you put on compassion, that means that you're not gonna put on something else. You're gonna decide you're not gonna put on anger, bitterness, selfishness, unfeeling, being numb because life has done you wrong. A lot of us, the reason why we can't feel God's compassion for other people is because we're numb to life because we've been hurt. We're gonna take off unfriendliness in Jesus' name because children of God, we are supposed to be clothed with God's compassion and mercy. And our level of compassion is based on our intimacy with the Father. Tell your neighbor, your level of compassion is based on your intimacy with the Father. We become tender-hearted when we spend time communing with our God because he's pouring his love into our hearts and he's making our hearts just like his heart. And then we gain a supernatural sensitivity to his presence, a heart that doesn't pass by people, a heart that loves people even though they mock us and ridicule us, a heart that looks beyond appearances, a heart that does not judge, that loves the broken, and that loves the hurting. And if you carry God's heart, then you will share his word. We need to come to a place where we become bendable and pliable in the presence of God. In the place of intimacy, he heals the pain, the oppression of the enemy and the abandonment. When we step out of the place of intimacy, that's when we become cold without compassion and the enemy tries to steal, kill, and destroy your compassionate heart. When you're cold without compassion, instead of hearing God's voice and moving according to what he's saying, you'll begin to hear the noises of the naysayers. 